Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane here on Friday, May the 1st. Lung cancer is quite a difficult to treat to, to disease and any progress usually is step by step. In this week's podcast, we'll be discussing the role of human monoclonal antibodies, in this case cetuximab, in the treatment of lung cancer. Just before that, here are some other highlights from the issue of The Lancet dated May the 2nd to the 8th. Our editorials comment on the swine flu global situation. This was published online on Tuesday, April the 28th, and also on the poor state of stroke care in the United Kingdom. Look out for a special report this week about how health issues have been sidelined in the Indian election. In research, we have an article about human erythropoiesis stimulating agents and their effect on mortality for cancer patients. This week's seminar by Ferrara and colleagues is about graft versus host disease. And in the new drug class section, we have a contribution about agents that stimulate platelet production among patients with chronic immune thrombocytopenic purpura. Now, lung cancer is the world leader in cancer deaths, with at least 1 million new cases every year. A relatively new approach is to consider the use of human monoclonal antibodies in treatment in addition to conventional chemotherapy. This week we published such a trial, a phase 3 study assessing the value of adding cetuximab to conventional platinum-based chemotherapy in the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer. Earlier I spoke to the lead author of the trial, or the FLEX trial as it is known, Professor Robert Perker, who is Professor of Medicine at the Medical University Vienna, Austria. Professor Perker, thank you very much indeed for talking to The Lancet. You're one of the authors of an article in this week's issue looking at the potential role of a monoclonal human antibody called cetuximab in the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer. Before we go into some of the details of the study, could you just explain the background processes here? Could you explain the importance or the relevance of the epidermal growth factor receptor and its role in cancer development? EGF receptor is a receptor which is present on normal human cells, but it's also present on uh, malignant cells. And this receptor is often deregulated in many cancers, including advanced non-small-cell lung cancer. And there are several data suggesting that this expression or deregulation of the EGF receptor is associated with a worse outcome. Thus, uh, the blockade of the EGF receptor function could improve the outcome uh, of treatment in patients with advanced non-small-cell lung cancer. And that was the reason why we started to uh, evaluate the potential of cetuximab in advanced non-small-cell lung cancer. Cetuximab is a monoclonal antibody. It binds to this receptor and blocks the receptor function. And therefore, it inhibits signal transduction, which is necessary for the growth of a, of a cancer cell. The binding of the antibody to the receptor on the surface of the tumor cells also results in the internalization of the antibody receptor complex. So the complex enters the cell and goes to lysosomes and is there degraded. This then results in a down regulation of the EGF receptor on the surface of tumor cells and thereby it, the signal transduction is further blocked. In addition to blockading the receptor or blocking the receptor function, also acts via immunological mechanisms. And based on this, we decided to go ahead and look whether we can improve the outcome uh, in patients with advanced non-small cell cancer by adding cetuximab to chemotherapy. 
Another important reason for this was that we have seen an overexpression of the EGF receptor in up to 80% of tumors uh, of advanced nose muscle lung cancer. So that was the rationale why we started to look whether we can improve outcome uh, in advanced nose muscle lung cancer by adding cetuximab to chemotherapy. We performed a randomized phase two trial, and this trial, which was recently published, suggested that the antibody might improve the outcome. And based on this, we decided to go ahead with the randomized phase three trial, which was this FLEX trial, which we now reported. And can you just explain to us some details of methodology here? Because this is quite a large phase three study, and it's a multi-center study. So clearly, there's quite a lot of work to do in allocating patients and, and gathering data. The main aim of this trial was to show that we can improve, or to, to show whether we can improve survival of patients with advanced nose muscle lung cancer when we add cetuximab to a typical chemotherapy, which was in this case cisplatin vinorelbine. The secondary endpoints of the trial were, of course, to show whether we can improve the response rates, whether we have an impact on progression-free survival, but also safety and quality of life. It was a large trial. It was a worldwide trial. It involved 155 centers, and we enrolled a total of 1,125 patients. They had to have advanced non-small lung cancer, which means stage 4 disease, metastatic disease, or they had to, could ha- also have stage 3B disease with malignant pleural effusions. But the vast majority of uh, 94% had metastatic disease. Inclusion criterion was also that they had to express the EGF receptor on the surface of the tumor cells. We used a cutoff level of more than one positive staining cells. When they had this inclusion criteria, they were eligible for this large uh, open-label multi-center and multinational uh, trial. Just a quick question there. How are you able to detect whether patients actually express epidermal growth factor receptor? Yes, it's a very important question. They took them up is an anti-EGF receptor antibody, and it is a so-called targeted treatment. At the time when we planned FLEX, which was in the, around here 2003, everybody was saying that we, a targeted treatment can only be in, in patients whose tumors express the target. So we had to select the patients based on, uh, on the expression of the uh, receptor. So we decided to m- use immunohistochemistry as an inclusion criterion. Do go on and summarize the key results here, please. The main aim of the trial was to show a survival benefit by adding cetuximab to chemotherapy compared to the same chemotherapy alone. And we were able to demonstrate this. Uh, So we have seen an improvement in the overall survival by adding cetuximab to chemotherapy. The main result of the FLEX trial was that we could improve median survival from 10.1 months to 11.3 months by adding cetuximab to the chemotherapy in patients with advanced disease. So the trial clearly met the primary endpoint to show a survival benefit by adding cetuximab to chemotherapy in patients with advanced EGF receptor positive non-small cell lung cancer. The secondary endpoints with regard to response rates was also met. We had a higher response rate in the combination arm compared to the chemo alone arm. We did not see a significant, a statistically significant difference in progression-free survival, but in a post-hoc analysis, we could demonstrate 
a, diff a significant difference in time to treatment failure. We also could demonstrate that the main side effect of cetuximab was, of course, as expected, uh, acne-like skin rash, which usually was manageable without major problems and which occurred in, with a higher uh, degree, grade 3, in only about 10% of the patients. So we were able to show a survival benefit for cetuximab at an acceptable toxicity. I suppose we just need to be cautious, Dewey, in the interpretation or the analysis of these results because ultimately we're talking about a median survival benefit of one month, aren't we, as you've just explained, from 10 months to 11 months for people with non-small cell lung cancer. Do you think there's a danger when we publish trials like this, important though it is to publish trials like this, that we could possibly raise the expectations of patients and even possibly some clinicians as, as about the real overall value of these findings? That's a very important question. The, it, it is true the average improvement in the median survival is 1.2 months. However, of course, this is an average value and there are certainly patients who have a benefit by cetuximab, which is large, much greater. So uh, we have seen patients, for example, who developed rash during the treatment with cetuximab had a much longer survival, up to 50 months median, for example. So it, this is a median value, of course, 1.6, but there are certainly patients in whom the survival benefit is much greater. In addition, in this regard, it has to mention that lung cancer is quite a typical to treat to, to disease, and any progress usually is step by step. So any survival benefit in particular is difficult to achieve in patients with advanced disease, and that has been shown by several trials which failed to show a survival benefit. So I do believe that the survival gain that we have seen is important and also clinically relevant. And in this context, I would also say that step-by-step -step improvements have also still have a major impact also because of the huge burden of lung cancer. We have more than 1 million new cases of lung cancer worldwide, and the numbers increase. And so a lot of patients will benefit. And even if it's only 1.2 months on an average, it ends up in a huge amount of life years gained. I think that's a very important point and, and a very good way to, to end our discussion. Professor Perker, on the line from Vienna in Austria, one of the authors of the FLEX trial that we published in The Lancet this week. Many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. I thank you very much and in particular I thank on behalf of all the authors and the whole FLEX team for giving us the opportunity to publish the FLEX trial in The Lancet. Many thanks to Professor Robert Perker and do read the accompanying comment alongside this research article. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Many thanks for listening. See you next week.